0: Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm happy you joined us today on this episode. We are continuing in a series of messages I've entitled, What's Next? That's not a question, that's a statement. We're talking about what's next. And this episode is what's next, death or deliverance. We're going to discuss that. This is the episode for Sunday March 14th, 2021. Well, if this is your first time here, we welcome you to be part of this podcast as you listen to what we're going to talk about today. You know, the inventor of automotive mass production, Henry Ford, heard that customers wanted a choice of colors in their Ford motor cars, the very first ones. And he said they can have any color they like as long as it's black. (laughs) life is like that many times, you know, as we think about how we get out of this world we're in, most people will have one way out, death, then it gets worse, what could possibly be worse than death, Um, in eternity, in hell, apart from Jesus Christ and his love, uh, that would be way worse, and you know, that's the only choice most people have right now, There's one way out, and there's death, and then it gets worse after death. But special people like me and others of you who are listening will have two ways out. We can't lose when Christ we choose. Now, we're special not because of us, but because of the special one that we trust and believe in, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we become part of that special people. Well, we may leave this world by death or by deliverance. Now, you may be asking a question like, what are you talking about deliverance? Well, we'll get to that in good time. But the other question that many of you are having is a way out of what? What's wrong with the world? The world's great. Are you crazy? This is an insane, sick, depraved world system that's tracking toward a global anti-Christian government. The world elites have plans for us. Don't worry about anything. They've got everything figured out. They are experts. You know what an expert is, right? An expert is a know-it-all who's away from home where nobody knows him. The experts can figure it out. They can fix everything. It'll be great. Just trust them. Uh, In world history, in the history of government, when have the experts ever been able to do that? Uh, By the way, that best life now thing that you're counting on, uh, you're not going to get it. So yeah, I'm being open about it. Anytime God says it's my time to leave this earth, I am ready to leave by death or deliverance. Now, I'm not talking about suicide, but just a natural death or even murder by the government or by deliverance, which we will discuss shortly. So again, let me stress, we're not talking about suicide, okay? But there's two ways out for the special people who have placed their full faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ we can die to go be, to be with him however we get dead <laughs> death brings us to him or there can be a deliverance where we are delivered out of this world and we'll talk about that in a moment now we're going to go into the bible into the new testament we're going to go to the fourth gospel the Gospel of John. The easy way to find it is, is once you find the about the last fourth of the Bible called the New Testament, you'll go Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then the next gospel will be the Gospel of John. Now, what we're going to read, Jesus said to his disciples on the night of the Last Supper, the night of his betrayal, of his trials, of his torture, and then um, the next Day he would be condemned and crucified, dead, buried, and then he would rise again on the third day. so in that very heavy, serious context, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke these words that we're going to read in john thirteen thirty three to thirty eight and then we're going to go into john fourteen one through six now I will try not to stop because this is one conversation here and I want you to hear it that way. Now, Jesus is speaking. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay my life, lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. And whither I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now this is a mysterious, cryptic passage, seemingly, spoken first only to the closest of Jesus's hundreds of disciples, the ones that we call, we normally call them the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, but really only 11 of the 12 because Judas is on his way to betray Christ. What we see here are two things. As has been understood historically by the church, He speaks of the death of the Christian. It may be that he personally comes and meets each believer in Christ at their point of death and ushers them into this wonderful heaven that he's been preparing for them. I believe he does that. We could argue about passages and all of this and whether it's just angels or him. I think he comes. But that's not my main point today. However it happens, at the death of the Christian, we meet the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? No, that's good. But the second thing is often missed. Often, people overlook this completely. The second thing spoken of here is the deliverance of the church, and that is not personal, that is prophetic, although it will have a personal aspect. This is predicted here by the Lord. There's two ways that believers in Christ can get out of this place, either by his personal death or by the prophetic deliverance of the church. Now, when we think about principles of Bible study, there's the law of first mention in the Bible study. When is the first time a doctrine is mentioned. Well, this is the first time Jesus mentions this. It wasn't revealed anywhere in the Old Testament uh, that, would, that would happen to the church because the church was not revealed in the Old Testament, all right? And if you get it, the other gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and I can say this because i read these parts of them, to be sure this is the case, they also do not mention this particular part of the upper room conversation from the Lord Jesus Christ. Only John is privileged to mention this. In the Gospel of John, in my opinion, it's like we have the holy of holies of the Gospels, because it's here in the Gospel of John that we meet Jesus Christ in his personal personal sacrificial priestly love for his church. And he mentions here a deliverance of the church, which is for the prophetic future. Let Let me rephrase what he said the way we might say it to each other today. I want this to to have the impact that I believe he had for them when they heard it. I'm leaving, but don't worry. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm coming back to get you, and I will live with you forever. Wow. Now, the world of the 11 was about to get totally shredded they would see Jesus dead. But he came back to life on the third day. He spent many, many hours with them after he resurrected. They listened to him, asked him questions. They ate with him, and they were in more than one location when they were with him. And finally, by the time of the Ascension of Christ, over 500 people personally witnessed the resurrected Lord and his Ascension. So after he appeared to them after the resurrection, then he left and the angels in Acts one promised his return to rule the earth, but that would be on earth, not in heaven. And that return and that role that we call the millennial kingdom was already predicted long ago and recorded in the Old Testament. The promise in verse 3 of John 14 was a new promise. So what is this about? Well, we're going to let Scripture interpret Scripture. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, if you're brand new to the Bible, you want to, just like you went Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you want to keep going in that same direction farther into the New Testament, and you're going to see two letters to the Thessalonians or two epistles to the Thessalonians. We want to look at the first one. First Thessalonians, and you want to find the fourth chapter, and then we're only going to look at verses 13 through 18. Now, the Apostle Paul writes about this same thing that the Lord first mentioned in John 14 in verses 1 through 6, but particularly verse 3. So let's read in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 to 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that is, Jesus Christ himself told Paul this. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, the, the believers in Christ in the city of Thessalonica, these new Christians, they believed that the Lord would return at any moment. Some of the believers had already passed away, and the believers that were still living were concerned, well, what happens to them? Now, to the to the believer in Christ, when we die, it's like It's like we just fall asleep, you know. Now, spiritually, immediately, we go to be with the Lord because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, as the Apostle Paul teaches in the New Testament. But it's like our body is asleep in the grave. But notice here that uh, an interesting thing is spoken of. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus that is their bodies are dead will God bring with him well how if they're asleep in the grave how can he come with them because the bodies in the grave but they are with the Lord you get it so they're coming back with him verse 15 for this we send to you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, or that is, we're not going to go before, shall not prevent them which are asleep. So if they were grieving for family members and church members who trusted Christ but had already died, no worries. They're spiritually already with him. They're coming back with him in the air to take the church that's still alive home to heaven. All right, verse 16. Now you remember... I want this to really hit you right in the heart. You remember back in John 14, right? In John 14, verse three, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Do you see that? All right, well, let's go back to 1 Thessalonians Chapter four, verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. He's not sending a bunch of angels to round us up and bring us back to him in heaven. He's coming. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, that is, will be uh, snatched up will be uh, j- just grabbed and taken out, put it like that, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Notice there's no mention of him coming literally to the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, physically, literally touching down there in order to, to institute his millennial kingdom after the tribulation, his thousand-year glorious reign on the earth. That's not mentioned. This is in the clouds, in the air. So it's a completely different event, and it emphasizes that he himself is coming to get us. I love that. And that's emphasized both in John 14 and here in First Thessalonians 4. Isn't that just great? I love that. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In verse 17 to 1 Thessalonians 4. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, Now, notice the departed Christians were with him and they would return with him in the air. But notice also the delivered church will be caught up and will be with him and with them forever. Jesus comes Himself, and those believers who have died already in the Lord before the rapture of the church, they're already with Him. Their bodies are in the ground. Their bodies will be resurrected. They'll be given a new body, and it will all be together with the Lord forever. (laughs) What? You're still, some of you who aren't, um, never heard any of this, are still wondering. What are you talking about? What is the point here? You know, get, get out of here. Why do we want to leave? What's wrong with the world? What, what is this rapture thing? Hey, you remember Mad Magazine when you were a kid? I do. And if you don't, you can look it up. It's, it's still printed, I believe. But you remember Mad Magazine, and you remember who was always on the cover? Alfred E. Newman. And he always had that little tagline. What? Me? worry?" Now, the funny part of that is, if you know anything about Alfred E. Newman and Mad Magazine, Alfred E. Newman had plenty of reason to worry. He was a complete klutz, all right? Total mess up. That's what made it so funny, right? But I want us to take that tagline. What, me worry, but we're going we're gonna to do this. That's us as an individual believer if we die before the rapture of the church. That's us as the church if we're living when the Lord returns, but in a good way. What? Me? Worry? I'm with the Lord. Why would I worry? The globalists, the deep staters, the big techers, the leftists, Marxists, communists, progressives hate, ink, big fake church, big fake religion, they all have it in for Christians and the church. It's Coliseum time again, folks. Hey, Jesus haters, we know the score. We know your plans. Here's the deal. No matter what you put us through, no matter how much you hurt us, we love Jesus Christ. And he loves us. And our name is going to be called and your number is coming up. Now that's comforting. Many times now, I I just, when I'm having a tough day or I'm just shocked at watching the world, I just remember this and I smile and I know he will see us through. Many of you listening are realizing your ladder is leaned against the wrong wall. You've cast your lot with a sinking ship that's going down called the world and the world system. And you need to move your ladder to the Jesus wall and you need to take the lifeboat off this sinking ship. I'm not trying to save the world anymore. I'm just running a rescue operation to get people off a sinking ship. But some of you are realizing you need to get off that ship now before it's too late. Write this number down, 877-247-2426. Punch this number on your contacts on your phone, 877-247-2426. With Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can know for certain that how your eternity will turn out. Instead of following Satan and the Antichrist and his merry band of losers and being condemned to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ and come over to his side and be welcomed into heaven and eternity with God. Now, I know that many of you are too shy to call 877-247-2426 so I want you to chat with somebody. You can do that. Nobody ever has to know who you are. www. <laughs> i like saying that chataboutjesus.com and you can ask your spiritual questions. You can get help with coming to personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We know we're done with this episode. It was pretty quick, wasn't it? But remember that on this week in the Word, there are 130 free episodes that you or anybody you know, love, and care about, and even your enemies can listen to anytime, anywhere, free. I don't have any plans to charge anything ever for the episodes. And if the Lord doesn't take me out personally this week in my personal death, and, or he doesn't come for the church this week, then I'll be here next week to record another episode of This Week in the Word. I want you to follow us, subscribe to us, right here from where you're listening. I want you to share with others by email or post on social media. Be a missionary with me and help reach others for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll be looking for you next week at www.dredhill.podbean.com the host of This Week in the Word.